With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And now, where the paranormal meets the sacred, and all topics in between, live from Los Angeles, California, welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show, with your host, Shaw McCain. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world, and we want to wish you a merry, merry Christmas. Hi, I'm your host, Shaw McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to the Paranormal Sacred Radio Show. My show is created to provide an open-minded platform that welcomes the gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstance. Uh, please follow this Paranormal Sacred on Facebook for upcoming events and special speakers from around the world. We are translating to many different languages for our listeners outside of the country. And the call-in number tonight is 619-924-9744. And the Paranormal is Sacred meets every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And just a reminder that we have a little Bible study of Sacred Sundays on Sunday morning, 11 a.m., same station, just different time. Okay, uh, during this show, we're actually having an open mic night tonight, so it's going to be a little bit different. So you can call in uh, with your Christmas story. You can get your cards read. You can uh, just just have fun. Uh, it's uh, We will be discussing everything paranormal, and it's your night to tell your story. So let us... Uh, tell us your personal favorite Christmas story and also we're just doing free card reading as a little gift back to you or you can discuss your nearest alien encounter and let's remember the magic of Christmas and spend a couple hours of, of uh, sat with us as we review the year the past and welcome of the new and the call in number tonight again is 619-924-9744 and uh, I'm your host Sharon McCain so anyway, I want to welcome everybody aboard tonight. Um, everybody's very busy in their homes, and uh, it's a little bit of a quiet night. So we thought we'd just honor that and just do a little open mic show unless uh, if you just feel like it, if you're by yourself, or you just want to do a little talking before you go to bed or after you wake up. It depends on where you are in the world. Anyway, we have some announcements, and I'm just going to tell you again about Marilyn Salas' Creation Loves Blessing. It's a beautiful, perfect little kit of these uh, blue bottles with little gems on the front. And uh, you can get them from her. They smell. She says they have 26 essential oils. It's a calming, soothing mix. Uh, she uses it for meditation. 
and it's healing. And uh, if you need a healer or somebody to talk to also in that area, call Marilyn Salas uh, at the Ojai uh, Nutmeg Center or go to her website, www.lovesblessing.com. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, Zero International. It's an organization that supports UFO experiencers and they gather together experts from around the world for presentations. And Yvonne Smith is a licensed hypnotherapist in the North of LA area, and she's also available in Huntington Beach, and uh, she does private readings and regressions and uh, healing and uh, uh, relaxation and things like that. Anyway, you can reach her and send her a note at www.cerointernational.com for additional information and help. She's our go-to person for all things alien and traumatic stress disorder. Anyway, I want to tell you a little bit about my, uh, and a shout out to my family, Chris and Tracy Simpson. They have a Texas ghost tours. It's a tour on walking tour in Galveston, Texas. And if you want to go on ghost tours, you can, their, their paranormal team is Texas Ghost Trackers. And for prices, tour days, and hours, get a hold of them by calling them, 713-562-0429. Or you can go to their website at wwwtexas ghost Dash tours dot com, and um, and one more thing is that uh, I have a friend, and her name is Katina Morris, and you can reach her at three one zero eight eight three three eight five five, or Katina Morris at yahoo dot com, and she does V shape, and there are these awesome uh, little packets that you can take with you as a food replacement for your next diet, which we know the New Year is coming up. So sorry I've been sick, and I guess I'm still getting over it. But anyway, let's hang in there. And tonight, until people start checking in and calling in and things like that, we're going to read a little bit about, uh, well, let me tell you about my Christmas first. So what happened is uh, Christmas Eve, as we usually do, well, first I went to the Queen Mary last week. That's one of my friends at Ciro. It's a beautiful time. I can't tell you how romantic it is up on that fourth floor in the, the promenade deck of the Queen Mary. I know it's haunted, but over there in that, that one area, it's so beautiful. We sit banquet style, have a beautiful dinner, and I want to thank Yvonne Smith for that. And I love seeing all my friends there. It was truly beautiful and comforting and very Christmassy. So then Christmas Eve, we spent at my friend Julie's house. So me, Julie, her whole family, uh, uh, Rosemary and Michael, my best friends, we all went over to Julie's house, and then we had a beautiful dinner and um, a big Christmas tree and everything else. So what happened was, is after dinner, we all exchanged gifts and everything else. I uh, left there, and um, I just was driving home, and I was almost home when I saw in a bus stop, I saw this person, I didn't know if it was a man or woman yet, and, and uh, they were in the wheelchair wrapped up, head to toe, it had only a wheelchair had crutches and several bags of things and blankets and tucked in over there. So I almost made it home. I went, you know what? I can't leave that person out there without giving him some money. I did have some Christmas money left in my purse. So I made a Yui and I went back and I parked so I could walk over to this person. It turned out to be a man. And I took the, I took the money. And as I walked up to him, I, I was, didn't want to scare him. So I said, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And I walked up to him and he looked up. 
and he had the most amazing eyes. He hit his all of a sudden his hoodie and everything else sort of looked white and Christmassy, and he had these amazing blue twinkling eyes, and he looked very intelligent, and he had a long white beard. And I gave him the money, and I said, well, are you okay? Are you warm? He looked very warm. And I said, well, Merry Christmas. God bless you, and take care of yourself. And uh, knowing that he could, I was happy knowing he would have now have some hot uh, eggnog or coffee or something like that to eat. But I was quite startled. So when I looked at him, I, he really looked like Santa Claus. And, I, and he had a twinkle in his eye, and he was smiling. And it was just... Um, I don't even remember him saying thank you because I took off out of there so fast. I was quite startled, I tell you. So you never know who you're entertaining, as they say. It could be angels. It could be Santa. So that's how I spent my night last night. And today I was just kicked back at home and uh, with my uh, dog. And I opened her little – she had a little stocking, so I opened her her gift for her. So she has about six new stuffies and – Anyway, that was fun, you know, and it's just kind of low-key and quiet, and i got to call my family back tonight, and I want to give a shout-out to Marion, Mary, and my cousin Lou. I love you guys very much, and also all my friends and the, the rest of the family. I love you guys. And anyway, I thought what I would do is uh, read some uh, Christmas traditions around the country, and Christmas traditions vary from country to country, and the Christmas is celebrated by many nations. And as we put in the Advent lights and do the Christmas trees and scenes of depicting of Jesus Christ, uh, uh, his nativity and birth, and Christmas carols may be sung and stories told about the baby Jesus and Santa Claus and Father Christmas and Christmas kind or Grandfather Frost. And we send and exchange Christmas card greetings and we observe various religious uh, organizations, the burning of the Yule log. And Christmas is one of the most important periods of the Christian calendar, and it's often closely connected to other holidays at this time of year, such as Advent and the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, St. Nicholas Day, St. Stephen's Day, the Martyr, and New Year's and the Feast of the Epiphany. And uh, going to uh, having a, a childhood where there was a lot of Greek traditions and things like that, you know, uh, midnight mass and uh, things like that were actually our tradition. and um, it's it's uh, quite amazing. So I thought I would tell you some traditions around the world until somebody calls in. So uh, Christmas dinner, of course, we do know that the traditional dinner usually features roasted turkey with some stuffing, ham or roast beef, and, uh, of course, uh, tasty eggnog. And uh, I'm just checking my technicals here because I'm not sure everybody's hearing me. But anyway, uh the you know it's the sweet pastry and eggnog and where I was, uh, we had uh, where we had Christmas. It was a, a family from Cuba, so they do the roast pig and uh, have rice and uh, black beans and things like that. So it was very delicious. And the traditional Christmas dinner usually features, uh, you know, cranberry sauce, potatoes, and things like that. And we all in America knows what it's like here. So I was trying to find what it was like in Central America. In El Salvador, children create Christmas by playing with firecrackers and then fountains such as small volcanoes and sparklers, and teenagers and young adults display bigger fireworks. So families also have parties in which they dance and eat, and traditional Salvadorian dishes are sautéed turkey sandwiches on baguette with lettuce and radishes and Salvadorian tamales and sweetbread for dessert 
and then they drink hot chocolate and pineapple juice and uh and assistant uh, cinnamon uh, cream uh, drink and then Guatemala the people dress up in an ornamental hat called the Purentina and dance in a line and uh as much of the country's culture the celebration of Spanish and Maya elements and then in Brazil one of my favorite spots and I love them people um it's uh, the traditional day is still on December 25th and it is a national holiday and uh the despite the warm weather and uh decorations of themes of winter they're not common uncommon there are decoration contests and like we have in here in America we just decorate everything in sight so uh, it's the same there and their meals consist of they they usually uh Christmas dinner is is late 10 to 11 p.m. and uh the meals also include um Assortments of fruit, for cod, roast turkey, and uh, they usually drink champagne and wine and fruit punch. And typically, after they eat, they attend my not mass. So that's that's the point of eating late and then going to mass after that. So that's cool. And then in Colombia, is a very religious uh, uh, play, uh, state for uh, Christmas. And while Christmas decorations may be put up as early as November. Uh, the festivities actually start taking place on December 7th, the day of the candles. And at night, the streets, sidewalks, and balconies and porches are always decorating candles and paper lanterns. And they have a picture of it here, and it's just so beautiful. And uh, December 16th is the first day of Novena, and a devotion consisting of prayer and uh, set on nine consecutive days. And Christmas Eve is the most important day of Christmas in Colombia. Family and friends, get together to pray the last novena and wait until midnight to open presents and parties are held till sunrise on Christmas Day. And uh it kinda reminds me of what we used to do when I was a kid. We would do the whole weekend to be a party for for Christmas. And uh let's see let's go to uh Cuba has a long tradition of celebrating Christmas. And families used to gather at the dining table and used to go to Mass after dinner. The Communist regime, led by dictator Fidel Castro, banned Christmas in 1969. Sorry about that. Yikes. And in 1999, the regime declared December 25th a leisure day, as requested by John Paul II as a condition to visit the country in a one-day public holiday, and it's celebrated only in the evening. And uh, that might be opening since we're now being able to travel to that country, uh, we should be able to uh, start having Christmas again, and I believe people always have Christmas, no matter what. If they ban it or not, they're still going to have Christmas, and that's the beauty of this whole thing. And uh, I'm, I am reading traditions and things like that until we get a caller. And the caller, the, the number tonight to call is 619-924-9744. And I'm manning the whole thing on myself tonight, and I'm just... Uh, uh, going through the traditions of uh, different countries about Christmas and things like that, and just trying to be informative. So if you've got a call, if you want to call in and get your cards read, or you want to talk about your Christmas thing, I'll be happy to talk about it, okay? So then, let's see. I want to read about Australia and Germany. Germany, Christmas traditions vary by region, and the the, trans, the Reformation, Nicholas St. Nicholas Day, December 6th, St. Nicholas was the main provider of Christmas presents. And Nicholas still puts goodies in children's shoes that day. 
Sometimes St. Nicholas visits children in kindergarten schools or public events. And they read a short poem or sing a, sing a song in order to get sweets and a small gift. And um, then there's usually uh, something that some of my friends have been celebrating, and I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, it looks like Rip- Knight Rippert. I don't know. Somebody has to call me to come out of town. Anyway, sometimes he accompanies Nicholas. St. Nicholas, and his duty is to punish those children who haven't behaved during the year. And I saw really horrible, ugly pictures of him, and, you know, I'm scared of that guy, so I can't not, I can't pronounce his name, and uh, I hope he doesn't show up uh, anytime soon because uh, I'm a little bit scared of it, okay? So then let's look on this move from Germany to Hungary. The Christmas and gift-getting season starts relatively early compared to other cultures with a Santa-like figure or Hungarian version of St. Nicholas, and traditionally visiting the homes of Hungarian children the night of December 5th. On the eve of, sorry, on the eve of St. Nicholas feast day, December 6th. Although the role of the gift giver and Christmas day itself is assigned to the the child Christ, um, St. Nicholas and Hungarian children traditionally place a boot on their windowsill waiting for the uh, the Vuklas to come by and fill it with treats. In Hungary, celebrations begin with the Christmas tree decoration and gift packaging during the daytime on December 24th. Then comes a family dinner with traditional Christmas meals. In some parts of Hungary, a traditional supper called fish soup is served at Christmas Eve meal, although it is also consumed at other times of year. The other day is otherwise a fast day. In the evening, Christmas Eve in Hungarian, the angel of the little baby Jesus delivers the presents. This is the most intimate moment of Christmas, being warmly lit Christmas tree and candles and soft Christmas music, family singing of Christmas or religious songs, and, and gift pack openings. There's also a familiar folk custom during the December, and especially on Christmas Eve, with the children or adults present the birth of Jesus. The custom is called playing Bethlehem, Hungarian Bethlehemesis. And his acting performance where the actor is wearing costumes and telling stories about the three kings, the shepherds and Mary, and Joseph in the course of the birth of the Holy Child. A Christmas crib and church are used in the scene. The actors go from house to house, and they receive gifts for their performance. I love that. Anyway, and then uh, in Poland, in largely Roman Catholic Poland, uh, Christmas Eve begins a day of fasting and then a night of feasting, and the traditional meal is known as Wigela, the vigil. And being invited to attend a, a Wigela dinner with a family is considered high honor. On the night of Christmas Eve, the appearance of the first star in the sky is watched for in remembrance of the star of Bethlehem. And that has been given a section named the Little Star or Godzika, the female counterpart of St. Nicholas. On that evening, children watch the sky anxiously, hoping to be the first to cry out, The star has come. After the first star appearance is declared, the members sit down to a dinner table and are showing a beautiful dinner table with candles and the Bible open. According to tradition, bits of hay are spread beneath the tablecloth as a reminder that Jesus was born in the manger. Others partake of the practice of placing money under the tablecloth for each guest in order to wish for prosperity for the oncoming year. And the dinner recognizes 12 dishes, one for each apostle. Many in homes, place a, set, a setting is set. 
The empty setting is symbolically left for the table for a lonely wanderer in need of food and angel, the baby Jesus or the Holy Spirit should appear to share the feast. And I think that is very touching and beautiful. And uh, Romania uh, is uh, Christmas. Wait, let me check the studio. It's all quiet, so I thought what happened tonight, but I'm giving you a little bit of Christmas history anyway. And uh, let's see. Although Christmas is celebrated December 25th, like Romania, January 7th is also recognized as the official holiday. And they begin with a decoration of the Christmas tree during daytime on December 24th in the evening Christmas Eve in Romania. Father Christmas delivers the present. Singing of carols is a very important part of Romanian Christmas festivities. On the first day of Christmas, many carols walk through the streets and towns and villages holding a star made of cardboard and paper, which is depicted various scenes of the Bible. The Romanian tradition is the smallest children going from house to house singing carols and reciting poems and legends during the whole Christmas season. The leader of the group carries with him a star made of wood, covered with metal foil and decorated with bells and colored ribbons. An image of the nativity is painted on the star center, and this piece of handiwork is attached to the end of a broom or a stick. Romanian food served in the holidays is hearty, Multi-course meal, which, of course, mostly consists of pork, and this is mainly a symbolic gesture for St. Ignatius of Antioch. Within Eastern Europe and Eastern Slavic countries include a similar character known as uh, Grandfather Frost, and according to legend, he travels the magical Sankey, a decorated sleigh drawn by reindeer or three-way horses. I know you've guys seen that. And his young blonde servant, uh, the snow maiden said to be his granddaughter at his side. He visits homes and gives gifts to good children, and he delivers presents from child to children when he's asleep. Not like unlike Santa, he does not travel down chimneys, dead to the front door of the children's home. It's tradition for children to leave food for the dead morotes. The dead morotes is not identified in any way or associated with Saint Nicholas of Myra. This day, December 16th. It is very widely revered in Eastern Europe for his clerical and charitable works as a bishop. In all likelihood, a dead, like it's called D-E-D, and the morals, M-O-R-O-Z, is actually a Slavic tradition, like Santa Claus, any connection to the original saint having long disappeared. Now let's talk about the Armenians. Armenians usually celebrate Christmas on January 19th. The reason for this unusual date emerges from ancient history. In the 4th century Roman Catholic Church, officials established the date of Christmas as December 25th. Before that time, Armenians celebrated Christmas on January 6th. It is a public holiday in Armenia. It coincides with Epiphany, and the Armenians denied the new Roman mandate regarding Christmas and and continued to celebrate both Nativity and Christ's baptism on January 6th. When the Gregorian calendar was implemented in 1582, the Armenians rejected the Reformed calendar and remained following the Julian calendar. Today, the Armenian Orthodox Church still uses the Julian calendar since the Julian calendar is 13 days ahead of the Gregorian calendar. When the Armenians celebrate Christmas on January 6, according to the Julian calendar, the Gregorian calendar counts that day as January 19th. Traditionally, Armenians Fast during the week, following up to Christmas, avoiding all meat, egg, and dairy products. Devout Armenians may refrain from food for three days leading up to Christmas Eve. In order to receive the Eucharist and a pure stomach, Christmas Eve is particularly rich in traditions 
Families gather for the Christmas dinner, which consists of rice, fish, a vegetable dish of green chard and, and uh, yogurt, wheat, soup, and dessert includes dried fruits, nuts, and consists of whole shell walnuts threaded on a string and encased in grape jelly. Sounds kind of good. And uh, this later meal is designed to ease the stomach off the week-long fast and prepare for a rather substantial Christmas Day dinner. And then uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and the Divine Liturgy to celebrate and honor the manifestation of Jesus as Son of God. And uh, Santa Claus does not visit the nice Armenian children on Christmas, but rather on New Year's Eve. And the idea of Santa Claus existed before the Soviet Union. He was named uh, Kag Hag Tikik. But the Soviet Union had a great impact even on Santa Claus. Now he goes by the more circular name of Grandfather Winter. Well, that's very cool. Okay, so for my Ukrainian friends, let me see. I think I made it up to the Ukrainians. Let's see. Ukrainian friends. Holy Supper is a central tradition of the Christmas Eve celebrations in the Ukrainian homes. It takes place on the most parts of the country on January 6th in western Ukraine, especially in the Carpathian Rusina. Due to historical multiculturalism, Christ can be observed twice, on December 25th and January 7th. And often, irrespective of whether the family belongs to the Ukrainian Greek Orthodox Catholic Church or the Roman Catholic Church or one of the Ukrainian Orthodox Churches or one of the Protestant denominations, when the children see the first star in the evening sky, it symbolizes the trek of the three wise men, which has begun. In farming communities, the head of the household now brings a sheaf of wheat called uh, the D-I-D-U-K-H, which represents the importance of the ancient and the rich wheat crops of Ukraine and uh, the staff of life through the centuries. Uh, that word literally means grandfather spirit, so it symbolizes the family's ancestors. In city homes, a few stalks of golden wheat in a vase are often used to decorate the table. The dinner table sometimes has a few wisps of hay on the embroidered tablecloth as a reminder of the manger in Bethlehem. A prayer is said, and the father says a traditional Christmas greeting, uh, which is translated, Christ is born, which is answered by the family with Slave Yoho, which means let us glorify him. In some families, the Slavic form of Christos, I can't pronounce, is used in the end. Um, the family often sings Ukrainian Christmas carols. And in many communities, old Ukrainian tradition of caroling is carried on by groups of young people and members of organizations and churches, calling in at homes and collecting donations. Today, Christmas opens with the Ukrainian families for its attendance at church and Ukrainian church services starting before midnight on Christmas Eve and on Christmas morning. And, it's, and Christmas supper without Lenten restriction did not have as many traditions connected with it as as the former tradition. The old tradition of Ukraine of giving gifts to children on St. Nicholas Day, December 19th is generally replaced by Christmas Day, and the father Foss who visits all the children of slave pulled by only three reindeer. That's interesting. So let me see where I'm at with everything here. Okay, all quiet on the Western Front. So uh, let me continue with my little stories. So let's get to Iceland. 
the Christmas Yule uh, celebration in Iceland uh, starts four Sundays before Christmas proper, which begins on December 24th, Advent, and ends 13 days later on January 6th. Traditionally, one candle is lit each day until four candles are lit on the 24th. And at 6 p.m., the church bells ring to start the Christmas tradition. The religiously observant and traditional Icelanders will attend Mass at this time, while secular Icelanders will begin their holiday meal immediately. After the meal is finished, they open gifts and spend the evening together. In Iceland, people over the Yule holidays often eat most popular dishes are smoked lamb and turkey. And pork is also very popular. So let's see. 13 days before December 24th, the Yule lads' children will leave their shoes by the window so that they can have small gifts in their shoes. I think that's so cute. The Yule lads are the sons of two trolls living in the Icelandic mountains. Each of the Yule lads is known by a different kind of mischief. For example, slamming doors, stealing meat, stealing milk, or eating the candy. The Yule lads traditionally wear only Icelandic wool clothing, but are now known for the more recognizable white and red and white suit. They have a picture of the Yule lads there that look a little bit like Santa Claus. During the holiday season, the tradition of for families to work together to bake small cookies to serve and give to guests. Most common are the thin gingerbread cookies that are decorated in many different colors of glaze. Many families also follow, follow the tradition of baking leaf bread, which is a flat, thin bread that's cut out using a special tool and folding technique. The end of the year is divided between two days, the old, the old Year's Day and the New Year's Day. And in the night of the former and the morning of the latter, Icelanders <clears throat> shoot up fireworks blowing the old year away and welcoming the new one. Thirteen days after the 24th, Icelanders say goodbye to the Yule lads and other mysterious creatures such as elves and trolls. And there are bonfires herald throughout the country while the elves, the Yule lads, and the Icelanders dance together before saying goodbye to next Christmas. I think that's really wonderful. And let's see what else. If you have a request, you just call me in 619-924-9744. Okay, so now some of my family traditions, Greeks and Cyprus. The festive period lasts from November 30th to January 6th, Epiphany, on the Greek calendar. December 25th and 26th is a public holiday in Greece. And in Greek, Christmas is known as Christologenia, and people wish Merry Christmas to each other by saying Kala Christologenia. And most families set up Christmas trees in shops and have decorations and lights. Presents are placed under the tree, Christmas tree, and are opened by on January 1st, St. Basil's Day. Tradition, Basil of Caesarea name was given to Chris, Father Christmas and was supposed to visit children and give presents on January 1st, when Basil's memory is, is uh, celebrated. Unlike other European traditions where this person is St. Nicholas and, come, and comes every Christmas, Carol singing is another tradition on Christmas and New Year's Eve. The Christmas meal is usually lamb or pork or dessert to secure beefies. My son used to always bake for, beg me to bake those cookies. Other Christmas and New Year foods include baklava and akatafi uh, and thibis, a kind of uh, fried pastry and stuff. Great. Anyway, Christmas Eve on December 24th and 25th, housewives make the Christmas cake with a cross in the middle and which subsequently offered to the elderly and the children. The children singing carols from house to house, either before or on Christmas Day. People go to church in the early morning of Christmas on December 25th, and the Christmas morning after church, there's a practice to become the pork batches served with 
wine to open the appetite and and sick, which is done by Eve, which is uh, boiled pork with plenty of lemon, which to leave to clot overnight. The pork food is hallmark of Greek Christmas. In many cities and ports like Lefesos, Lakini, Volos, Patro, and the Greek islands, it is decorated with traditional Christmas boat. In many um, central squares in the country of big Christmas tree, they take place in the Christmas festivals. And some of the Christmas festivals in Greece are uh, where all the residents of the city of Castoria are delivered in separate uh wearing all these old clothes uh traditionally and uh the with the company of folk melodies uh all traditional musical sounds of the area and these ancient habits whose origin is lost in time and many the beliefs of the of about demonic and other supernatural beings who come from the twelve days of Christmas and the Epiphany. There are goblins that say they are descendants of the god the Pan or Saturn as a jump from mythology into Christian life. Very interesting. So the last one I will read, let's see, is Italy. The Feast of the Immaculate Conception on December 8th is a national holiday in Italy. Uh, Christmas decorations, including the nativity scene, as well as the Christmas tree, are put up in this day. And some modern takes on this holiday involve hanging vultures to symbolize the cleaning of the spirits. Okay. St. Lucia's Day, St. Lucy's Day is celebrated uh, as a Catholic holiday in Sicily in northern regions of Italy and supposed the shortest day of the year, which is December 13th. St. Lucy was a patron saint of the city of Syracuse, better known as Santa Lucia, which she is called the traditional, which, which is, she is called the traditional Napoleon song, uh, Neapolitan song, sorry. Evening candlelight processions called the Parade of Light are conducted and are followed by the Feast of St. Lucy. The Sicilians paid tribute to a miracle performed by St. Lucy during the famine of 1582. At that time, she was brought a flotilla of grain-bearing ships to starving Sicily. The citizens cooked and ate the wheat without taking time to grind it into flour. Thus, on St. Lucy's Day, Sicilians do not eat anything made from wheat flour. Instead, they eat cooked wheat called piscina. Christmas is celebrated in Italy in a similar fashion, fashion of other Western countries. With strong emphasis given to the Christian meaning of the holiday and its celebration in Catholic Church, also reinforced by the still wide side tradition of setting up the the traditional uh, meal, and in common to attend midnight mass on Christmas Eve and practice the custom not to eat any meat. The dinner traditionally consists of seafood with a feast of seven fishes, followed by a typical Italian Christmas sweet. Then all those are good, and I love I love. Italian friends cooking. I'd like to uh, do a shout out to uh, also my other friends, the Capitanos. I love them very much. And God bless you guys, and I miss you. Uh, okay, the ancient Christmas festival called the Christmas Eve lies with a parade of torches leading up to the bonfire of the Brotherhood. Traditions requiring the exchange of gifts vary region to region. They place either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Presents left out from underneath the Christmas tree, either by Santa, or called Babel, Bab, Babel Natalie, or according to older traditions, by baby Jesus himself. In some regions, children receive gifts earlier at St. Lucy's Day or later at the Epiphany. And then, they, and then I remember my best friend Rosemary, her mother would make Pizzell, and they were like waffles, uh, 
that were really pretty, and she did them in a press, and then she put uh, powdered sugar over them. And they show a picture here, which is really cool. And then, um, anyway, that's that's the end to most of our. There's more and more and more and more Christian uh, uh, Christmas uh, traditions all over the world, and I know that they're all celebrating tonight and having their beautiful late Christmas dinner. And I want to God bless you all, and thank you so much for everything that you've given me throughout this whole year, as we get ready for the new year ahead. I have been so proud to be able to do this and to uh, study the at this. I, I gave myself a commitment of three years, and to do that was quite amazing that I uh, actually uh, could keep that going, and I really appreciate it. We do have guest speakers coming up for the rest of the year, and I ask you to tune in and uh, and follow us every Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we want to thank everybody that was for listening tonight, and I hope your Christmas is merry and blessed and that we all get ready for the new year ahead and uh, count our blessings. And uh, as it says in uh, Job 33, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men and slumberings upon the bed, then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instruction, that he may withdraw from man for his purpose and high pride from man. So a lot of us are receiving these beautiful messages in our sleep. Then from Carl Jung, it says, where love rules, there is no will to power, and there, where power predominates, there love is lacking, and the one is a shadow of the other. So let's love and let's not dominate. So next week, uh, we'll see our, our upcoming guests. Follow the links to contact me, or you can get, leave a message if you would like to be part of our show or for general help and assistance. You know, you can get a hold of me, Sean McCain, P.O. Box 980, Hermosa Beach, California, 90254. I want to thank everybody for your Christmas cards, for your love, and for your caring, and for your gifts, and just for being there and being a friend. God bless you, everybody. May your best dreams come true, and true love live in your heart. And I God bless you, and God bless you, and bless you over and over and over again. And I love you. Merry Christmas, and you take care, and hope goes all the way, all well for your day. And if you are alone, remember you're never really alone. God is with you always, and he leaves his angels to watch over you. God bless you and love you. Amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.